I'm Summer Stahlbomber. And I'm Ryan Decker. And welcome to Walton Biz Talk. Today we will be talking to some of the tutors from the BCO and their experiences with leadership and their time at the University of Arkansas. Hello, we are here today with Alshatha Alsharji. Um, and Alshatha is a PhD student in comparative literature and cultural studies. Hello. Hi, Summer. Hi, Ryan. So, Alshatha, we just wanted to talk to you today sort of about kind of what does a PhD in comparative literature and cultural studies, what does that look like from day to day? Well, I am currently taking two classes, so that's my day-to-day schedule. <laughs> I'm taking a class in post-colonialism uh, and gender studies with a professor, uh, Mohja Qaf. And this class is extremely fascinating. We are reading texts, literary texts, of course, that are from third world countries, that are from post-colonial countries, as in countries that has gone under, that has been through colonization and, uh, uh, and then got decolonized. And we're reading that in relation to gender studies and sexuality. So a lot of the stuff that we're reading are just extremely fascinating. The other class that I'm taking is called Storying Social Change. It's with a professor, Joe Shu. And that class, we're also reading like narratives about social issues, uh, also concerning a lot of the times issues of race and gender and homosexuality and all of that. So that's kind of my day-to-day schedule and at the same time the program itself is very um, broad you can take almost anything you want to major in so you can take classes in media you can take classes in communication you can take classes in philosophy in religion in arts kind of and you kind of make a make a mix match about all the other classes that you can enroll in so the program is very very interesting and i'm really enjoying my studies that sounds really interesting. Yeah, awesome. Wow. You made, you made that sound just really nice. Um, and then it sounded kind of like a lot of your studies were focusing sort of on like women's roles, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ties well into your thesis, correct? Mm-hmm. That's um, correct. And then could you tell us what your thesis is based off of? Right. So my master's thesis is about the representation of Muslim women in American media. Um, So I'm looking at adverts and magazine covers, and I'm looking at how the the women are represented in these um, adverts and magazine covers. And for the most part, I'm kind of looking into three um, representations or ways of representations. The first one is the representation of the strong, empowered sportswoman. So, you know, like Ibtihaj Muhammad, who, who is the fencer who won the, the Olympics, um, for example. And then the second one is the um, hip and cool fashionista woman. Um, <laughs> and then the third one is kind of the token uh, Muslim woman who is okay. like, you have to put a Muslim woman there, you have to put a black woman there, you have to put <laughs> like all the different... Um, sets of identities, I guess, uh, within within an advert or a magazine cover to make it inclusive. But that can sometimes uh, contribute to tokenism, which is just like flat kind of representation. So I'm looking into these three aspects in my research and I'm more concerned with leftist uh, and liberal representations of a Muslim woman, which is more on the positive side. It's not like the regular negative uh, ideas about a Muslim woman as in they're oppressed or the, the hijab oppresses them or, or they're coming from very patriarchal countries. It's not that 
uh, I'm not interested in that. There's a lot of research that has been done about that. I'm more interested in the positive representations of Muslim women. That's awesome. That's really interesting. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's really interesting to work on that as well for me. Mm-hmm. So does that tie in at all to uh, what you're studying in your doctorate program right now? Or like, what's the comparison between the two that you're studying? Well, for my master's, I'm focusing on media, but for my PhD, I think I want to focus on literature uh, for the most part. And for, my, uh, and for my master's also, I did kind of like American media, whereas for my PhD, I really want to focus on issues uh, from back home. So I am actually from, from Oman in the Middle East, and we have entirely like a different set of issues back home. Uh, gender and racial issues. So I think I want to do that for my PhD. And you are the only student at the University of Arkansas from Oman, correct? Yes, as far as I know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Can you um, talk about a little bit about like why you chose the University of Arkansas and the process of being an international student here? Sure. Uh, First of all, I was a Fulbright scholar. So I got admitted into the Fulbright program in 2014 as a master's student in uh, comparative literature and cultural studies actually. So I applied to different colleges and universities in America and I got admitted to the University of Arkansas and it was actually the recommendation of the Fulbright Committee uh, who recommended the University of Arkansas for me. So I applied and got accepted here. And as far as my experience as an international student, it has been a great experience so far. I haven't faced a lot of um, challenges and difficulties. Of course, it comes with with minor challenges day to day, like being homesick, like uh, navigating a new city on your own, like just being a responsible adult, <laughs> cooking and um, yes. cleaning and doing your laundry and all of that. So it comes with its challenges, but um, it has been a great experience for me. I have a, a great community of friends, uh, international students uh, just like me um, here, and they're just a great support system. I had no idea that you were a Fulbright scholar. Um, that's really neat. Yeah. For our listeners who don't know what that is, would you mind explaining sort of what it means to be a Fulbright scholar? Yes. So Fulbright is an exchange program by the Department of State. It's funded by the Department of State. And basically it lets American students travel all around the world for their um, studies. And it lets international students come to America to um, for the studies as well. So it's, it's an exchange program that's mostly uh, in education, but also one of the main aims of uh, a Fulbright scholarship is, is a cultural exchange. Mm-hmm. So you bring your culture into America and you kind of go back home with, with some of the values of the American culture. So it's kind of, it has that meaningful um, exchange of cultures really. And actually, uh, a senator, a Fulbright who funded, uh, who started this whole program is actually from Arkansas. Yeah, that's awesome. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for your time, Alshatha, and I hope you have a good rest of your day. (laughs) Thank you, Summer and Ryan. Now I'm here with Courtney Wilson, who is in the Masters of Accounting program here at the University of Arkansas. Thanks for joining us, Courtney. Of course, anytime. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. We're just doing a like tutor spotlight about different tutors in the BCL mm-hmm. and what they do. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about uh, your path at the University of Arkansas and what you're doing right now? Yeah, of course. 
So I came in in 2015 just as a general business undergrad. Um, I was in the Honors College and I decided that I wanted to do accounting. So from that point, um, I was like thinking about different career paths that I want to take in the future. I was interested in doing forensic accounting for a little bit, but ultimately I decided I really want to do audit. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do audit, I need to have my CPA license. And the university has a really great IMAC program where you can get your master's and your undergrad degree in five years. I ended up graduating early in three years, so I'm getting mine in four. So now that's what I'm currently in the MAC program. That's awesome. So uh, for the listeners who don't exactly know what audit is, can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about um, like public accounting and auditing? Yeah. So I did an internship this past summer at PricewaterhouseCoopers in their Fayetteville office. And essentially what auditing is, is we're verifying a company's financial records to ensure that what they're saying is happening is actually what happened within the company. So it's a lot of checks and balances and we have audit software that we can use to help with that process. But essentially we're there to detect fraud and just catch anything that a company could be hiding as well as making sure that they're efficiently running their company. That's awesome. Um, So I guess with public accounting, you have to uh, have the CPA Mm -hmm. license, right? Can you talk a little bit about what you're doing with that right now? Of course. Um, The CPA license, it's not a requirement and that like you can't get a job unless you have one, but it is a requirement and that you really can't advance in your career unless you are CPA certified. So the CPA certification basically states that you're proficient in your field and you know how to do different types of accounting work. So that enables you to move up in a company, which is something that's really great. And I am actually planning on sitting for the CPA this summer. So it's four parts, um, just broken into four main sections. There's audit, there's a regulation section, there's a financial accounting reporting section. Yeah, there's a business section. So those are the main sections and the main kind of different industry fields that are focused on in accounting. So they just test you on all different elements and your proficiency in that. That's awesome. So as well as that certification, mm-hmm. I also know that you're doing another certification as well. Yes. Can you talk about that as yeah, well? Yeah, that's correct. I'm doing a data analytics certification. So during my internship, this idea was actually born out of that. So I learned that accounting is actually going to be moving towards a more digitalized format and data is going to become increasingly important and different software is going to be more heavily relied on. So I decided When I came into the MAC program during orientation, they give you a bunch of different courses and different extra certificates you can get just by adding a couple of courses. And I decided to get the data analytics track course. And essentially it's four data classes. So you learn about business intelligence, data mining, knowledge management, database management systems, and things like that. And at the end of the four courses, you get your certificate. That's awesome. It's, yeah, it's been really interesting learning like all the different programs like SAS VIA, Enterprise Miner. We've learned some coding, which is something that Very I nice. never thought. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I never thought I'd be doing. It's not as challenging as it seems like from the outside. But yeah, it's been a very interesting path. That's awesome. Um, so accounting is known to be like a lot of numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So as a tutor here in the BCL, like how has yes. that prepared you for, I guess, the world of public accounting mm-hmm. and just your career in general? Yeah, being a tutor here at the BCL, like it's been amazing. Like it's giving me so many opportunities to learn not only how to communicate with people, but to learn more about the different ways in people think about things because I might understand something some way, but then another person is looking at it from a totally different perspective. So like trying to figure out, okay, how can I present this information in the best way to help this person understand what I'm trying to relate to them? And that's like a big part of accounting, especially whenever you talk to clients Like you're going to have to be able to think like, okay, how can I take my own analytical perspective and explain it to someone who has 
probably no clue what any of this stuff means. So the Writing Center has really helped me think of different ways that I can present this information as well as just helping with communication in general. Like in the business world, I will be doing a lot of presentations. That's going to be a huge part of my job. So just having that experience and really knowing how to like front load things, how to present information, it's been extremely valuable. That's awesome. So you also said you were an honors student, correct? Yes. Yes. I was. So you worked on your honors thesis, I'm mm -hmm. assuming, back in undergrad. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and what your topic was? Yes. So my honors thesis, I love how Walton really lets you kind of do whatever you're interested in for your thesis. So one thing that I noticed just in my own patterns of study is that I would listen to classical music when I'm doing math homework, um, maybe pop music when I'm doing other kinds of homework, and I was like why is this? Why am I more motivated for this kind of assignment listening to this kind of music? So essentially I took that idea into my thesis advisor who is Dr. Anna Leary Kelly and I um, kind of like messed around with the idea and I was like how can I incorporate this into a thesis and make it relevant to the business world? So my idea essentially evolved into how music impacts um, task performance and performance management. Yeah so it's been it was extremely interesting. I found out that Music doesn't necessarily drive people to perform better, but it's a bunch of other factors like someone's morale, like how long they've been working on a project, their knowledge going in, their general feeling about their work. All those kinds of things can also play into how music impacts their performance. That's awesome. That's really yeah. interesting. It was, yeah, it was, I learned so much that I hadn't even considered during that thesis. Well, Courtney, uh, thank you so much for sitting down and talking to us of and course. good luck in the future with uh, public accounting and whatever else you decide to do. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was great. All right. Now we are here with Luis Paganelli Marin. Luis is pursuing his PhD in American literature. Hello, Luis. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Great to be here. So, Luis, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I am a third year PhD uh, studying American literature. I have a great job here at the VCL <laughs> under the leadership of Jesse and Ryan Sheets, and I'm a proud owner of a big cat. <laughs> His name is Big Boy. <laughs> big Boy, I like that. Yeah, you have a picture of him out there, don't you? I do, yeah. Yes, Big Boy is proudly displayed in the BCL, so that's good. Um, Luis, you are working on your thesis. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, and uh, so I'm working in American literature, and the kind of big topic I'm looking at is U.S. Empire, uh, which means I'm thinking about the histories of colonialism and imperialism as it relates to our present time. Uh, so how how is it manifested in Native American literature or African American literature or even Latinx literature? Uh, so a lot of my chapters, a lot of my um, conclusions have to do with how do these histories and legacies affect our present cultural interpretations? Very interesting. Okay, that sounds like a, a lot of things I probably don't understand very well, but that sounds awesome. Um, and I have a question sort of about the, I guess the thesis process in general when you're in a PhD position. Um, how long does that take? I mean, do you start that immediately when you get into that role or do you start it a few years in? How does that work? If you started immediately, that would be ideal. Like <laughs> if you came in and you knew exactly what you wanted to do, you would save so much uh, time and grief, you know. But I think I started it really in, in earnest when I had to do my comps, okay. which is comprehensive exams. And so we have to do this crazy process where 
you're given 72 hours and you have to produce 30 to 40 pages of analysis uh, based on some of your main primary texts or some of your secondary texts. And so you and I shut myself away in my house <laughs> for 72 hours. I went on evening walks with my wife, but that was it. Like besides those evening walks and eating, uh, all I did was read and type in 30 to 40 pages. Oh, but I did wow. it. Yeah. And so that's where you came up with like your idea for your thesis? Yeah, that's, uh, so I had an inkling of what I was interested in, but I really started thinking about U.S. Empire when I was doing my comprehensive exams. Okay, and is there like a, a deadline for your thesis, or can you work on it as long as you want to? You'd just be in the PhD program for a lot longer. Yeah, <laughs> so you uh, officially can be in the PhD program for seven years. Okay. That's a very long time. Yes, it I is. I do not <laughs> want to be in the PhD program for seven years. So um, ideally, you would write it in one year, and I'm on track to do that. So I'll write uh, a chapter a semester, including this summer. So I should be finished by May 2020. Oh, Hopefully. wow. Awesome. I'm still hoping. And how, how long will that be? How many pages, typically? A typical chapter is between 25 to 30 pages, and I have four chapters. Okay. Wow. Well, I can't do the math right now, but it's, <laughs> it's more than 100. That's a, that's a substantial amount of work. Yeah, it's, it's more than uh, my thesis was. <laughs> okay. And then after you actually finish that, after you get your PhD, what are you looking to do in the future? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to pursue a professorship somewhere, mm -hmm. um, but since the market is so flooded, as we know all, a lot of professional markets are kind of hitting that trend, I'm open to other options. And one other option is in communications and politics. Um, so politics is something I really believe in, is um, ameliorative to our society, mm -hmm. and so I want to be a part of that process if possible. Okay, very interesting. Um, I'm sure you have a lot of interesting opinions on communications and politics right now, mm -hmm. some that we probably can't get into. Sure. Um, but you also, you act as the editor for the Walton Biz Talk podcast, so um, thank you very much for that. Without you, we wouldn't even have a podcast, so that's Glad to awesome. Do it. This one will probably be hard to edit together since it's a <laughs> bunch of different clips, but um, thank you so much for your time, and thanks so much for agreeing with this. You're welcome. Thank you. Great. Have a good day. You too. Now we're here with Mia Norton, who is a senior in the Walton College of Business studying accounting. Hi, Mia. Hey, how's it going? Good. So, Can you tell <laughs> us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So, like Ryan said, I'm a senior here at the University of Arkansas. I'm from Dallas, Texas, and I'm graduating in three years with a major in accounting and a minor in business Spanish. Um, I work at the Business Communications Lab, which is great. Now, Mia, uh, you kind of said some things about yourself, but you didn't mention all the various clubs you are involved in. Um, could you tell us a little bit about those and then about the leadership roles you hold in those? Yeah, absolutely. So I am in Leadership Walton, and I've been in it since I was a freshman. That's when I joined. And then my second year, I was the VP of Community Service on the exec board, which was the first ever exec board created. So there are about nine members, I think, on that board. This year, um, I am the president of Leadership Walton, so I kind of um, took a more, a larger leadership role um, in the group, and so I plan events, I make sure everything runs smoothly, I help with things like networking, and um, really help students make connections with 
you know, the professionals that come and visit campus. So I'm definitely involved in Leadership Walton, but I'm also involved in Beta Alpha Psi, which is an accounting, uh, finance, and information systems group. I was the VP of Marketing last year, and then this year I'm the VP of Community Service. And then next year in my grad program, I'm going to be the president. So it's kind of been nice because i gotten to see all sides of it before taking that role because it's, it's a bigger and established group, so it'll be harder, I think, to be president of that than Leadership Walton. Um, but I've had some practice kind of seeing a little bit of everything. So I've been able to compete with them in competitions. Uh, we placed both years that I've been an officer in the group. Um, and I just love planning all the community service events this year. It's been great. That's awesome. So also, um, you have a, an internship this summer. Can you talk a little bit about that and the opportunities that you've had with that? Yeah, so I actually got that through Beta Alpha Psi. I was talking to one of the recruiters there, really made um, a great impression, I guess. And then they <laughs> took me out to dinner a couple times, and um, I received an internship offer for Dallas with Deloitte this summer. And then I applied to their international program because I really have an interest in going abroad. And so I'll be working part of my internship in Australia and then part of my internship in Dallas, which has been great. It's been awesome. Wow, that'll be really exciting. So it sounds like you have a ton on your plate. I mean, you're super involved in two clubs. You have an internship. You work here. You're graduating early. Um, how, how do you handle all of that? Yeah, it's been a little bit difficult, especially <laughs> this semester, just because I teach six SI sessions this year, and so oh that's goodness. been quite a bit. Um, but really, I have two planners, so that's like kind of like my <laughs> life. So I have my day-to-day stuff in one planner that I handwrite, and then my Google Calendar, which has like my weekly spread of things. Um, I just really look at it week by week, so I kind of know what's coming up. So if I have like three exams one week, I know I need to do more studying. And then if I have, you know, more work to do that week, then I focus on that. So I kind of just prioritize through looking at it ahead of time versus just waiting the day of like a lot of people. Um, so that's kind of how I balance all my stuff. <laughs> so you, you can't procrastinate. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> you don't have time. <laughs> Um, and then you said you were going into graduate school next year? Yes, so I applied for the IMAC last year in my second year of college, got it accepted, which was great. And then I have already started taking graduate courses. So I took ethics, which is a graduate course, and then I'll continue doing that next semester and then graduate in May of 2020 with a master's. That's, That's super awesome. cool, yeah, good for you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, what do you wanna do after you graduate from graduate school? Yeah, absolutely. So I hope that Deloitte will offer me a full-time position right after my internship. It's typical that accounting firms will do that in the last week of your internship. So before I even get back to school, I should already have a full-time offer, which would be fantastic. Um, I'd probably like to stay there for three years minimum because then they'll send you abroad if you apply. And so I really want to go live in Spain for a year. That's oh, wow. why I have a minor in business Spanish. Um, so once I go to Spain, I'll probably come back, do another year, and then leave the big four just because the work hours are usually 60 to 80 hours a week. So it's a little while. <laughs> and eventually I want to have a family. So I'll probably move to a smaller firm and then hopefully take a, a little bit of a higher position, maybe like assistant controller or something like that. So, well, on top of all of your involvement, I also know that you're working on your honors thesis right now. That yes. is correct, right? Yes. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and what your topic is? 
Yeah, absolutely. So because I'm graduating in three years, most accounting majors will do their thesis on their internship, but because I'm graduating early, I didn't have that option. <laughs> so I had to pick a topic, and since my internship last year was in financial investments, I decided what if I wrote kind of a guide for college graduates of how they should invest their money over time. So my thesis kind of analyzes three different scenarios. One was students who have no loans, and then students who have partial loans, and then students that have full loans. And then how do they get rid of that debt? How do they invest properly so that they have enough to retire and also be able to afford the things during life or those unexpected things like, you know, hospital bills, things that just happen. Um, so kind of planning for the unexpected, but also planning to retire by 60, 65, so people aren't, you know, still having to work when they're 70 because they don't have enough to retire. So it's kind of just a guide. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a really neat concept. And I feel like that would be really applicable to yeah. any college student. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are like, give me the thesis. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I think we all need that. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's awesome. So, I mean, you're obviously a model student, right? Yes. So do you have any advice to anyone just starting college or in college about how to maintain that high level of achievement while you know, staying sane, I guess. <laughs> I think my biggest piece of advice is get involved because there are so many people I feel like that don't take advantage of everything that the Walton College or even campus itself has to offer. When I got here as a freshman, the first thing I did was pulled up an RSO list and I got involved in things because I wasn't in Greek life, so I really wanted to meet new people. So I found the VAC Food Pantry and volunteered there for a whole semester and I met a ton of great people there. Um, I became an SI leader my second semester and made a group of friends there within my accounting major um, and then of course I applied here and I met a bunch of new friends and so I think just uh, finding groups on campus you're gonna meet people who share the same interests so you don't need to be as involved as me but <laughs> I mean I think just getting involved will help kind of you know establish friendships and connections that could last forever and that's what kind of what college is for mm -hmm. so that's my piece of advice awesome sweet thank you so much Mia absolutely thank you guys Okay, and now I am here with Raquel Romero. Raquel is a senior this year. Raquel, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, so I'm from Fayetteville, awesome. so that's pretty great. <laughs> I'm studying International Business, Asian Studies, and Political Science. All majors, no minors. That's a lot of majors. It's a lot of majors. <laughs> um, I currently work at the BCL as a peer and oral tutor. Um, I also am the student ambassador program coordinator, so I work with the student ambassadors, the tour guides on campus as well. Ooh, that sounds fun. Can you tell me a little bit about that, like what your job includes when you're doing that? For sure. Um, so a little bit more on the daily, I help out with tours. Right, so making sure that the ambassadors are dressed out, making sure that they're prepped, ready to go, making sure that all the families are going where they need to. Um, so that's more on the daily. More big picture stuff, I help out with interviews. So whenever um, potential ambassadors wanna come and be interviewed, we have that whole process. Also help out with training, as well as special events that we have throughout the semester. Okay, very cool. And then you're also, next year, you're going to take over the role as head tutor at the Business yes. Communication Lab. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, but so with both of those roles, you're in leadership positions. Yes. Um, so how, how's that from a day-to-day -day basis and just how does that feel and what have you learned from those leadership positions? Um, on a day-to-day -day basis, it doesn't change that much. Um, 
Although sometimes it can be weird when there's a student <laughs> ambassador in one of my classes. It's like, hey, what's up? But then it's like, hey, I'm also your boss. <laughs> um, so that's been an interesting challenge is finding the balance in that. But just being able to go from a leadership position to a peer position at an instant is something that I've really learned and has forced me um, with the positions that I have and the nature of the job that I have. And I've really come to appreciate that. Okay, very interesting. And you said you're majoring in three different things, correct? This is correct. <laughs> International business, Asian studies, and political science. Yes. So how do you manage doing all of those while you also have two jobs and both of them are leadership positions? Uh, well, I don't sleep. That's the first one. I drink a lot of fake coffee. What is fake coffee? Like... Um, frappuccinos. Oh, okay. That's my favorite kind of coffee as well. (laughs) I always joke that I get the energy from the sugar, not the caffeine. mm -hmm. So that's my kind of coffee. (laughs) Um, but yeah, pretty much that. No sleep and a bunch of fake coffee. Um, yeah. (laughs) That sounds, I'm going to be honest, that sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's rough. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're sort of, I guess, managing all of that. Um, and then what do you want to do with those three majors when you graduate? So when I graduate, I want to immediately pursue my master's, right? Um, Looking at it in the future, my dream career is to work for a U.S. company in China doing business government relations. And beyond that, my dream job itself is to be U.N. ambassador. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Why did you pick China? Um, I've always been fascinated with the language, the culture, and the food. Love oh, Chinese yeah. food. It's my favorite food. <laughs> um, so just kind of fell really into place. Whenever coming here freshman year and doing international business, you're required to have a foreign language. And I took French and German in high school, and Spanish is my native tongue. So I was like, let's try something out of left field. And I was like, let's do Chinese. And I absolutely loved it. And I was like, hey, this actually is working out pretty great. And then I took Modern China, um, part of the Asian studies, and I was like, this is pretty cool too. And then it just kind of kept spiraling until what it is now. Okay, how fluent are you in Chinese? Uh, I'm an intermediate too. Okay. So can I go to China and get by? Probably. (laughs) But Will I survive and, like, thrive? You know, it's pretty subjective on that one. (laughs) And you are studying abroad this summer, correct? this summer I'm going to Israel. Okay, and what will you be doing there, and how will that sort of impact your studies? For sure. Um, So the program itself is looking at Israel as a tech hub, right, Mm -hmm. innovation hub, things like that. But one thing that really appealed to me in the program is that there are going to be days where we're going to be meeting with businessmen and women, and other days where we'll be meeting with government officials. So the linking of the two sides, both business and government, is really what I want to do. And having that like firsthand experience of the two really solidifies what that looks like moving forward. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it directly kind of plays into two of your majors. Oh, that's really neat. You have that all planned out very well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for talking with us today, Raquel.